0: oh man I'm playing that right nobody now
1: you're playing it on the piano and you're I'm, singing I'm playing the piano and you're singing The action features
0: nobody does it
1: better than yeah. us. never
0: never never say never again never Never say never again, never, never say
1: never That one's horrible.
0: I don't know, man. Never say
1: never again is a, it's a, it's a pretty bad theme
0: song.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. It's not my
0: least favorite. Well,
1: I think the worst part about it is, is that it plays over the opening sequence.
0: I kind of like that.
1: I don't like that because it's kind of a, a, an action packed opening sequence. It's a great opening sequence. But it's got this get- song behind it. Like never, never, never say never Yeah,
0: I don't get that. I don't get that. Hey, what hey, what? What? There might have been some copyright that kept them from from doing like, oh, a, I'm like, sure like a title sequence. Yeah,
1: I think anything that was created in the Bond movies, yeah. they couldn't do Well, we'll get to we'll get to, we're, get we're to, we're to it. Way
0: we'll get ahead. to it. Whoa, whoa. What's going here? Oh, oh. My the phone.
1: Hey everybody, it's Action Features. I don't know what episode number one fifty two, one fifty three. Something like that. Something like that.
0: It's the one you've been waiting for.
1: It's the one you've been waiting for.
0: Take a break from whatever's going on in your life, whatever's yeah. going on in the world. We're it, gonna get to something we can all agree on here.
1: It's probably not the one you've been waiting for, unless you're a huge James Bond fan.
0: Then maybe. Even if you're not a huge one, doesn't everybody kind of everybody should like, like James, James Bond? bond doesn't just, ever,
1: they really should?
0: Everybody likes at least one Bond.
1: They're fun, man. Uh, yeah, so this is when we teased last go round. Um, Everything okay? Yeah, jumping the, up too
0: high. Uh, the sound seems high. Mine's a little high.
1: Okay, is it all right over
0: It's okay. We'll make it. Just. Just, just keep going. Just keep going.
1: So, uh, we can't go into every single movie. Yeah. We can't, like, do an in-depth... I mean, over time, we probably could. What,
0: there have been 25?
1: Yeah, I think it's 25. Um, I, I don't think it's possible to, to do it all in-depth in with each film. Like, sometimes we've done that where we've kind of mm-hmm. given an opinion on each film. Because there's a lot in each movie to talk about. There's the theme song, and there's the, the villain, there's the Bond girl, there's Bond himself. So... I think we're really going to tackle it more as the, frank, the franchise as a whole. This yeah, And exactly. we'll go
0: in chronological order. Yeah. There's a good chance we might do Goldfinger one day or... or oh, for sure. You know, we might pick and choose a couple that are, um, you know... To yeah, to give a full, full treatment but treatment to. But for, for now, for this now. is
1: kind of a comprehensive Bond episode. So, um, where do you want to start? Wanna
0: just well, I want to start from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Um, Ian Fleming writes these novels. He sets out to write the greatest spy novel ever made. I believe he pulled the name James Bond off of, of a bird-watching a, book. A bird-watching book written by a guy named James Bond. Yeah. And he was like, well, that'll do. And Because um, he wanted a
1: nondescript name.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is innocuous. So there it is, and now it's the most famous name in the world. Um, it's
1: who I was named after. Really? Not really.
0: I would, be- <laughs> I would believe it, though, because your dad, dad is loves a, James James Bond.
1: You're a big yeah. fan. My dad's name is Thomas James John. Okay. So I got James So you Trance got
0: the... Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: um, but it did work out. Right. It's a cool name. Hey, hey, you got a
0: cool one. I'll take it, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just have mine. I'll just yeah. do what I can. Mikey
1: likes it. You got that. That's what I got. You got that, you know? Uh, All right. right. Well, that's something. Okay, okay so, so everybody right thinks
0: here. that... Everybody thinks that the cinematic James Bond started with Dr. No Mm-mm. in 1962. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. It started with... An American show climax, theater.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, it was Casino Royale, which oddly there have been more versions of this than any of the other stories. Yeah, and it still was the one that we were waiting for, and it was still the the real Bond. Yeah, yeah. So
1: anyway, in
0: 1954, it was a television adaptation. Um, Everything is flipped, so Bond is an American working for he's Jimmy Bond, card Sense Jimmy Bond. Yeah, with um, with the Combined Intelligence Agency. And he meets uh, British contact Clarence Leiter at Casino Royale, which becomes the Royale, American which Felix is, re- Well, yeah, yeah. They flipped it yeah. for this because it was an American show. Um, Peter Lorre is lashif chief. Asharif. Asharif. It's it's very condensed because it's. Um, I think it might be an. It might have been an hour. Yeah. Um, if that. But if you're if you're a Bond fan or you're curious about Bond and you haven't seen it, I'd say go ahead and look go it up. It it's it's on uh, I think it's on YouTube. Um, but it's you know for for all for all the places it falls short, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. still, it's a good spy or noir uh, little take on it. But uh, things really start to take off in '62 when uh, Sean Connery takes on
1: yeah when- the role. So, Doctor No becomes the first of the the Eon Bond films. Yeah. Even though, uh, I think he, wasn't he? They were working on. He, so before before Doctor No happens, though, Ian Fleming was working with um what's his name, the guy that does end up doing Never Say Never Again, on a script for what would become the book Thunderball. Yeah. And so then, uh, when th- that doesn't happen. He takes the ideas that he was making with, I can't remember the guy's name now, um, this writer. He takes those ideas and puts them in the book Thunderball, and then there becomes a lawsuit between the two of them. But then the Eon deal happens past that, and Dr. No becomes the actual first Bond film, and Sean Connery the first Bond.
0: Now, Ian Fleming uh, classically was picturing David Niven, or um, I think, I think Ho- Hoagy Carmichael was one, I think, the name that got passed around. But he didn't like Sean Connery. Not at first, yeah. Not at first, and um, which is which is kind of odd. If you look at the uh, daily strips that were in the the newspaper from that time, bef- those were out before uh, Doctor No mm-hmm. came out. The way Bond is drawn, he looks like Sean Connery. Yeah, and that's that's something. That is I think, something. I think that's worth. Well, something. after
1: meeting him and they got and seeing what he did, then he did say that he mm-hmm. loved Connery in the role. Okay. You know, it was just beforehand, yeah, that he was looking for some English and this, uh, yeah. but once once he actually got to know Connery, then he really loves Connery. I think in the
0: I think in the uh, in the books he has a Scottish heritage. He added that in
1: because of Connery.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yep.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. Well, that's. I'm, I'm
1: almost positive. Okay, that's the case. Because uh, at that point he's still writing books. He right. doesn't. He doesn't pass away until, what? Goldfinger? Maybe.
0: Yeah, he. Until I don't, the Goldfinger yeah, comes out, I oh, maybe I don't think he made it to Thunderbolt.
1: Yeah, because I don't think he. The last book he was writing, oh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was it was he didn't get a chance to like do finishing touches on it before he yeah. made it out there. Um, but okay, so let's get into Doctor No. So Doctor No is the first one, so that is, becomes the the Connery era of Bond, yeah. and that lasts from sixty two until let's see, we got one missing spot, but so he went from sixty two until seventy one, and then comes back again later on for a non-Eon film, but let's just cover that. So he's basically your '60s Bond. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, for that decade. other than one, he's he's your '60s Bond, and
0: I and my favorite Bond.
1: I, I think it's it's almost everybody's favorite Bond.
0: Almost, I I do know some people who's is, is Roger Moore. I think a
1: lot of times it is who you grew up with.
0: I think that has a big clue.
1: um, but we grew up with Timothy Dalton, and yeah, didn't I love Timothy Dalton I, now, I too. but I think as my dad introduced me to Bond and his bond was Connery then that becomes my bond. Yeah. Even though, you know, looking at all his films as a whole, there's a couple really really strong ones and a couple of not so great ones. So it's like a, it's a balance of you know, not every one of his movies was was great. Yeah. So and a lot of the bonds are like that where they have a really couple good solid films and then some that are not so solid. Yeah. Uh so it's not like he was faultless as, as Bond. He did some really strong films, and a couple of them that are not so
0: strong. I think the only one that maybe could be blamed—I don't—you I, can't blame him for the other ones not being as strong, except for maybe in "You Only Live Twice." Yes, he looks bored. He's very tired he of does it. Not
1: really. Want to, it doesn't feel like he's there with
0: the film. No, and um, he's uh, and he was very tired. He he said that you know uh broccoli wasn't very didn't treat him very well they he, they would take him on tour he, like he'd go to premiere yeah. and they wouldn't have anything set up for him so he'd have to go in a public restroom or something and just get mobbed he would just Oh get yeah mobbed. he was he's huge at that point he was constantly getting a huge star so yeah he was he was just tired of um, sure. the sure absolute huge fame that came from it
1: yeah you can uh, go back and watch some of the videos like after Goldfinger's out and anytime they're filming or anything where he's in anywhere, it's like the Beatles. Yeah. He's getting mobbed by yeah. people. Um, so do uh, you want to break down each film sort of, or you just want to talk about?
0: Well, for sure. I, so, so Dr. No is very fun to me. I it is. I, I used to, I, I still do love Dr. No. Um, some people might think it's a little bit dated and I could see why, but I love, it's a little bit more fantastical because he goes to this. Well, not than some of the other ones, but yeah. it's, it's a pretty strong start. It good is. Inter- good introduction to the character. It's the, it's the movie that, well, it's the first one I would, that's where they start introducing the humor. Yeah. And I say start because the books had already been around for maybe a decade or whatever. Um, yeah. and some of those things were happening off the cuff that Sean Connery was doing, or they would discuss it when they were filming and he would say, make little comments. Uh, while they were on their way to a funeral and yeah, and they were like, well, that was great. Yeah. That was great. What if we, what if we did more of that? Um, anyway, fantastical, uh, fantastic
1: movie. I, think. I also like that it's, it's minimal on gadgets cause it's first starting out. Yeah. Um, his, he has like old school spy tricks. Like when he's in his, yeah. his hotel room and he puts the hair on the thing to see if anybody opens it and the talcum powder or whatever to see right. if anybody touches his briefcase. So I like that, that it's like a minimalist approach. We haven't gone into the crazy gadgets and Q and all this stuff. It's just like a like a mystery. It's a spy straight thriller.
0: spy movie. It's not yeah, it's not to the gadget point. yet. Yeah.
1: It's also got one of my one of my favorite Bond as a you know the the term BA is yes. thrown out, around yes. a lot nowadays. But it's got one of the most BA film moments yeah. is when um Dent the professor guy Yeah. He's, he's got a Smith and & Wetson, and he's had his shots, he, and Bond he, is playing it so cool. He thinks he gets
0: the drop he on him. He thinks he's got because it. He's pulling gun towards him. Yeah, Bond's put the pillows under the butt, and he busts into the room and shoots him. Yeah. And he he, wait, he empties his whole clip. And
1: he he doesn't know that, though. Right. He and So he's thinking he's getting that gun over
0: to him. He's, he's inching it over to him. Bond flips the light on. Yeah. He's sitting in that chair, calm as can be. He lights a cigarette. Oh, he's so cool in that scene. He, oh, man, it's... And it, when he goes like to
1: shoot, and uh, it, Bond's just so cool. like just sitting He doesn't there. flinch
0: at all. He that's knows a Smith & Wesson. You've had six. And you've had your six.
1: And just kills him. And, and then the the just takes off blood. the silence for like, it's no big deal, and blows in it and stuff. He's just so yeah. cool, man. And, and that scene is so I'm, cool. And that's just like, if you just want the definition of, of Connery as Bond, just that one scene can tell you like yeah. what his Bond was. Um, man, it's he's so cool. It's fantastic. And you got to mention Honey Rider. You have to mention Honey she's Rider. like a, a prototype. She's a prototype, obviously, for all the Bond girls, and very iconic in that bathing suit with the yeah. knife and all that stuff. Um, maybe not one of my favorite Bond girls, not because there's not a lot going on.
0: Not one of mine either, but yeah the
1: the imagery is more iconic than the Bond. Exactly girl when
0: she comes out of the ocean and she like you said that stark that white bathing suit with the knife hanging off the side and the blonde hair. It just it is iconic. Yes, yeah. but. Yes, Ursula Andress is Honey Rider. Um, so, did you do you have
1: a ranking for the bonds, like for each person's films, like each actor's films, like where you would put this on your list of Connery?
0: Oh, this is um, it's really hard for me. I the the f- to me the first four movies really are very close to the literary sources, and yeah. and even though they do kind of get a little more exaggerated, they're all they they're all reined in to being like yeah. this is still a serious movie. Um, so it's really hard. From Russia with Love, Dr. No, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if I can rank him. I say I did. I tried
1: you to rank him rank as him? I go. I okay. tried to rank you, him as I go. You go with your ranking. All right, well, for, for me, Dr. No is the third best Connery film. Okay. Um, and then we move on to From Russia with Love, which is the second Connery film. See, we can't spend too much time.
0: No, them. it's, it's going to be really hard. Um, I'm 13 minutes in, we've covered one movie. From Russia with Love was made because President Kennedy said that year that yeah, it was his favorite. Was his favorite of the Bond boys. His favorite book that he'd yep. read. And uh, so they said, well, we got to capitalize on that. Yeah, and they made that the second one. From Rush with Love is, I maybe number. I don't want to say number one, but maybe number one or two. It's
1: number two for me. It's, really it's number high. one for my dad.
0: It's really high.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I think it's got one of the the best Bond hench villain guys. Yeah, with Red Grant.
0: He's it's Robert Shaw. It's and, Tim Robert Shaw and he's Red Grant, and he's fine. This is this is the movie to me that is just walking the line between we talked about Dr. No being very basic in this movie. He gets the attache case and it has the 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 secret compartments with the knife. Yeah. It's, it's like, but it's still grounded, more realistic. Um, Tatiana Romanova Mm -hmm. Romanova is, uh, up there for bond girls for me. And, and I love the soundtrack to it and just the whole feel it's,
1: well, she's also becoming more what the
0: bond girls become
1: Yeah, where it's, Sometimes they're a little bit on the the bad guy side, but Sometimes, they come yeah. around a little bit towards him. Right. And there's a, more of a layers to the character. Whereas I think Honey Rider, there was a lot of layers there for that not, character. No, um, and we get like a main villain. We get to introduce to to more of the Spectre's organization, and not just right. Doctor No. Right. Um, we see the chains of command there, where it's like the flip flop yes. of what Bond is and his his versus you know Spectre and theirs. Um, and Grant's kind of like the counterpoint. Bond. there's a
0: yeah there's a lot of brilliant shots in there there's a lot of um the opening sequence with you think it's sean connery yeah. gets killed and then you he, uh, grant pulls the mask off that's and awesome. he's training and it's um it was kind of a bold move to to, to do that yeah. for the second movie and uh and we can't move on without mentioning the this fight scene on the train i think oh, it's just one of the best fight scenes it was great probably ever filmed
1: for sure um so anyway that's number two for me
0: commercial Love is awesome
1: and this is the next one. Is the one that everybody always fights back and forth between yeah. being the number one film, and that's Goldfinger. Yeah, and that is my number one Bond film overall. Yeah, not just the number one Connery. That's the number one for me. Yeah, it's it's got everything.
0: It sets the pace for sure. This is this is the one, this was like the breakthrough movie. This yeah, is the one that is was where it
1: became huge.
0: Yeah, and yeah. they started really getting the comedic timing. There there wasn't a whole lot of that in From Russia with Love. They kind of pulled back on the humor at scene. That movie seems very serious to me. In my recollection, um, Goldfinger just pulls out all the stops It's so with great. the fun. It's just a it's fun movie from start to finish. For sure, it's got it's got
1: the best bad guy. Yes, it's got the one of the best henchmen. It's got one of the best Bond girls. It's got the best car. It's yeah. got the coolest gadgets. It's got Bond being super cool throughout the entire movie. Uh, it's got a cool plot um, that actually improved on the book's plot. Yeah, it's just man, it's.
0: The visual image of so coming good. in and finding that girl painted, oh yeah, in gold be- is or so Bond when he's on the great. the table and the
1: lasers coming up. Yeah. And you expect me to talk? That's yeah. that's so Bond. Yeah. Like I remember the commercials for like the Bond VHS tape set. That was like the scene. I think that they when they people think, that, about when they Bond, think about James Bond, yeah, exactly. That's the trap they think it's about stuff
0: from that movie that they um, think
1: about. Yeah, um, just man, yeah, so much fun from start to finish. I mean, just. And not a moment wasted in the movie. Yeah. It's one of those, it's like a perfect movie. It's, Goldfinger a, it's is... a
0: movie that made me appreciate golf. For sure. I oh, yeah. I, totally. I don't care about yeah, golf.
1: I exactly. I don't care about golf. either. Right. That entire sequence. Yeah. And then playing back and forth. And him tricking him. And then uh, Bond realizing he's being tricked. And then pulling the double trick yeah. back on Goldfinger. Man, it's so good. It's so good.
0: Here's a little thing. Uh, was it Gert Frobe?
1: Yeah, that Gert plays Goldfinger? Goldfinger.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking... He doesn't even know how to speak English. He's dubbed the entire that was, movie. That whole movie's dubbed, yep. and you wouldn't know it. Yeah, I mean, he's mouthing, I'm mouthing the words. Perfect. I've never seen a better dubbing. Not term. Aston Martin man, it's it's, it's so there's, cool. There's a reason that that car is carried on. We, yep. All
1: right, so then we move on to Thunderball.
0: Uh, I, I believe Goldfinger has your favorite Bond girl as well.
1: Oh, it does. It does. Pussy Galore is my favorite Bond girl yeah. for sure. Um, she's my number one. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can kind of mention that as we go. We can
0: try. I didn't. I, I kind of worked down
1: a number, uh, a top five. Um, and yeah, that, so far we haven't touched in the other
0: ones. Th- Thunderball is uh, arguably a bigger movie. It, I mean, by yeah, th- bigger budget, bigger. By that time, scope. it was just had blown up. Yeah, and, um, and
1: uh, it's almost for me, it's. Just because uh, giving putting more into it doesn't make it more. Yeah, that's true. It's not equal to the sum of its parts. Whereas I think Goldfinger is a superior movie, yeah. but it was like bigger, more, bigger. And that was the whole thing. I think the advertising was even like the biggest bond yet. It, yeah, it was. Bigger wasn't better.
0: I I don't think so. I, Thunderball is a fantastic movie. And it, it is. It has fantastic shots in it. And Domino might be... She's up there. She's up there for me. She might be number two. Uh, Bond girls. I, I, don't, I actually put hard F-
1: Fiona above her though. Oh. Cause she's like the femme fatale of the movie. Yeah. And I liked that that began that Yeah, really cool. the, the straight up yeah. bad girl. Yeah. Um, and not, I like Domino.
0: Yeah. It's hard to, but Fiona uh, is,
1: is really cool in the movie. She's fun to watch. Yeah. I agree. Uh, um, and all the underwater stuff, well, it's really, it's, you know, yeah. crazy for the time, the stuff they were pulling yeah. off with that. But it is slow, and I, I get, people get the same criticisms to Star Trek The Motion Picture, where they spend a lot of time showing the ship because they could do it, and that yeah. was like the first time they could do it. And a lot of this underwater stuff was cutting edge, and they're really showing it because they could do it. But for me, it slows things down sometimes, where there's so
0: much time I, underwater that's the, that's the fault of it. I mean, yeah. everything in between I love and is done really well, um, but it's a little bit too much time underwater. Yeah. Uh, and everything's moving slow underwater too, so it's kind of like you get these gratuitous scenes. Yeah. So Thunderball is another cool scene with Bond, though, when they're on the beach,
1: and him and Domino and uh, Largo's henchman. Oh yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. What's his name? I don't. I don't. Well, really there's know. a bad, the bad guy's coming, and and Domino sees him, and Bond, cool as a cucumber, man, without even like flinching, he's turning and shooting the harpoon like before he even sees the dude it's just like wham the dude's dead and like when he's getting emotional he had put on the sunglasses that was another cool scene right beforehand he's talking with domino and it's he's having to tell her that her brother's dead he like puts on sunglasses to kind of hide emotion it feels like he's got those sunglasses on and he turns and i'm like one motion harpoons the dude dead and he's like i think you got the point or something like that (laughs) it was so cool man uh and then uh the the scene where fiona's in the bathtub and yeah. she's like, can you can hand, hand me, me a some, towel? Some, hand me something to put on. He, he gives her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> super cool. All right, so next up, we've got... Oh, that's my number four for Connery Bonds. Right. So it's Goldfinger from Rushmore, Dr. No Thunderball. Uh, then we have the Casino Royale spoof movie.
0: Yeah, this is a weird thing where, super where weird. somebody else had the rights to this Casino Royale once again. Uh, MGM didn't have it or, mm-hmm. uh, Eon. and, um, and so instead of doing a straight up movie, they were capitalizing on the bond craze, but they did this spoof with David Niven and Peter Sellers. And, and the plot is that you don't know who is the real bond. They're all calling themselves James Bond. Even, uh, uh, honey writer, first bond girl, Ursula Anders yeah. is in the movie and they're all James Bond. And it's just this crazy wacky adventure. <laughs> Not a very good Bond film, but Not if you're, really. you're into 60s camp, it's kind of fun in that way. If you just kind of take it for what it is, it's a lot of like it's a visual treat. Yeah. It's, it's very campy.
1: So many different directors doing so many different scenes. Yeah. They didn't know what each other were doing. It's just like this psychedelic year. It's,
0: it's a mess. Mess. It's a big mess, the movie is. But interestingly, that same year was another Yeah, official it's Bond one of movie. the only
1: times where you got two Bond films in one year. Twice. Yeah, it happened twice. Happened twice. Um,
0: uh, and, and you only twice. You only left twice. Met twice. Hey! hey Bond is tired in this one. Or er, Connery is tired he in this one. He is tired. One. And this movie has its moments. It does. But it is not very good. It's not. And I have to say that the book, this is one of the instances where I enjoyed the book quite a bit more than yeah. I enjoyed
1: the uh, the movie.
0: Little Nelly's cool.
1: Little helicopter thing he gets. It's kind of cool. I don't think neat. that
0: Connery looks very cool wearing he that doesn't. helmet, though. He
1: doesn't look cool wearing the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> the big set at the end, the volcano base yeah, set, that awesome. was
0: amazing. That's awesome.
1: We also get our first look at Blowfield in this movie, and Donald Pleasance is playing him here. Yeah. There's not a lot to go on with him, so yeah. you can't really judge, you know, his Blowfield based on that short. And it's the only time Pleasance plays Blowfield. Right.
0: Uh, but eh, it's it, okay. It has its moments. The but whole it's... him disguised as Japanese, though. No, they don't even try it. They don't even, they don't try, even try it. Try Come on, he doesn't look <laughs> Japanese. Come on. He does in the book. <laughs> but, not in on, but not this. But not this. Not in this. All right, so then we
1: get um, Connery's done. He's like, that's it for me. He's done. Uh, no so, more for me. So they get a new guy. So they get a new guy, and it's George Lazenby for Under <laughs> Her Majesty's Secret Service in 1969. And he's not
0: even an actor. He's not a, even an actor. He's a model. But he bluffed his way into the role. Well, they were very impressed with his physical prowess. He actually yeah. punched a guy during a... During a totally. A
1: well, he, he heard different. they were casting. He'd only been in like, commercials. He went to the place where Connery got his haircut and said, yeah. give me the same haircut. He went to the place where Connery got a suit, got the suit, and just went in there and was just like in the doorway just while the guy was on the phone and just bluffed his way through the entire thing, pretended like he had acting experience, yeah. all this different stuff, gets the role, and he's one of
0: my favorite Bonds. I, I got to say, he's probably my second favorite Bond.
1: He's, he's up there for me. He may be my number two. It goes back and forth with the top three for yeah. me, yeah. but he's definitely up there. And re-watching them not too long ago, he stays up there. Yeah. Like, he didn't really... I didn't really alter where I thought he stood as a Bond.
0: The movie has one of my... And he only did this one movie. It has one of my favorite opening sequences. I agree. He's chasing um, Tracy. Yeah. Who is Diana Rigg, for Pete's sake, which is...
1: One of my top Bond
0: women. It's one of my top Bond girls, too. And uh, and he's got the coolest Aston Martin. I yeah. The DB5 is awesome. But this... Aston and gets no love whatsoever, and it's like this Highland green color, and he's just tearing down this... Yeah, man. And he, he, spies, he spies her through the spying glasses. Well, before he even gets to there, he's like driving, but he's also getting a cigarette out yeah. while he's driving, and they're just like showing him all in shadow so, and dark. So you got to understand, so cool. Connery is Bond at this point, yeah. and it's been this fever pace. He's been putting out, what is it, one? Mm-hmm. Almost one a year. And and George Lazenby comes by, so they kind of build it up by, you see his eyes in the mirror, yeah. or you see his... You know, his mouth lighting the cigarette or whatever. You don't really show him, and uh, and then Tracy's walking into the water. He knows she's going to commit suicide, and he slams the. I think he slams his um, glove box shut. I don't think it's his car door. Is his car door or his glove box? Whatever it is, and immediately bah! tears off. Oh yeah, he's down on the beach, and Brilliant. then they ha- and then they have he saves her, and then there's immediately this fight scene that ensues, which is. One of my favorite fight scenes yeah. again. And he he's just very physical. He's very, very physical. And and then there's a point, And then people will argue about this. Yeah. I think it was a I really know exactly where you're going. I think it was a really good choice. I do too. Because they said, look, we got a new guy. We don't We
1: have to acknowledge it. We
0: don't <laughs> it's like they didn't know what to do, but they just said, you know what? Let's acknowledge it. And for a second and for the only time yep. in the bond breaks films, the fourth wall. He breaks the fourth wall looks directly at the camera and says, this never happened to the other fellow. Yeah. What? I think it's, that was cool. It's very funny because for a second you're in on it and you say, yeah. okay. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. They're, know, they're
1: acknowledging you know. it happened. They're acknowledging it's somebody else. What are you going to do? And, you know, and some people can kind of take it in universe and say yeah. that the 007 name or the number just went to different guys yeah. over time, which a lot of people look at that. I've, I've heard that theory I, and I've thought about that. Theory I've heard that too.
0: too.
1: Um, and you can kind of take it at that, and and excuse the fourth wall breaking. Then yeah. you could say, okay, well, he's acknowledging that there was another 007 before him. Yeah. Um, but either way, it was a cool moment. And this movie is really filled with cool moments. I mean, that the, the I movie so. is all around super solid, and it's a lot of people's like number one yeah. for Bond films, and it deserves it, man.
0: It's the only one where he gets married. Yep. It's the one he's where emotional
1: he- throughout the entire movie. He falls in love, and I don't think as much as I love Connery. You, you've gotten to know that Connery bond and the way he is with women that you – I don't think it would be as easy to buy Connery following in, falling in love. His bond yeah, – I don't know. Falling in love is as easy as it is to buy George Lazenby's yeah. bond falling in love um, because you've gotten to know the way the Connery bond is. This is a new bond and you can kind of see the vulnerability and you yeah. can see that he's emotional and he can become attached to this woman. Uh yeah, and we get uh, I think the best blowfield too. Telly Savalas. Yeah, blow field, is really so great.
0: great. That ski scene is awesome. The whole assault on the snowy mountain yeah. fortress is great. Tops. It's tops.
1: I also like that after this he goes down and and he's and he's he's escaped on the one ski and he's the bad guys are coming after him. He's like lost all hope. You can see like. At a point where Bond's run out of ideas. Like, and he's just kind of looking yeah. around and stuff. And he's pulling that coat around him. And he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And that's when Tracy shows up. Tracy shows up. And then she kind of saves the
0: day. And she's the one kind of saving him. And she's been Emma Peel for the past few years. So yeah. There's there's no better pairing for Bond, yeah. I don't think. Because, just because of who she was in event, The Avengers. Yep. She's my number two Bond She's, girl. man, um, yeah. She's and up then, there and that's a great pairing. So you get to the whole movie. Yeah. He falls in love.
1: They get married. And at the end of the movie, so the, originally the the end of the movie was that they live a happily ever, ever bleh, happily ever after. But at that point, I think I don't think it had been released, but they had filmed the scenes of the mm-hmm. death or something like that for the beginning of the next movie that he was mm-hmm, going to okay. do. and then Lazenby and his agent said spy movies are out. Right, you should get
0: out of this. This James Bond thing is over. And so
1: he quit, yeah. and so they changed the ending to it being her dying, and that's so much better. So. It is. I think she, so much. I'm better. sure
0: she dies in the book too, if yeah. I recall correctly. So which that's,
1: they, I think they were just saving it, they were making it a happy ending and saving it for the tag in the next film, which would have been George Lazenby. Um, but instead we get it at the end of this movie yeah. and it works great. Yeah. And man, he's so emotional. Like when she dies, he can't he's almost in shock. Yeah. And it's like it's it's such a shame that the next movie didn't pick up right after that. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen that bond it's kind of like the end of casino royale leading into quantum of solace or something yeah. like that where you're coming off of this huge emotional break for him and then it's just it's nothing after that you get that okay
0: so we move on to the next film uh, we're gonna talk about that okay so the next film george Lazenby's out and yeah. they talk connery into coming back yeah which is ju- it's it's, it's, crazy. Little, its a little bit bizarre it is i'm happy it happened. um i think diamonds are forever is fun
1: it's 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 probably my least favorite. It's very
0: weak yeah. in a lot of spots, and it has some, you know, 71. Things were changing. It just it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't. It does have a lot of fun in it, uh, good moments, but it's not the same. It's so, not. So that's the end for Connery. And yeah. Jill St. John, I want to say, is probably, as Tiffany Case is, in my top five.
1: She's great. She gets a little annoying at sometimes, but she's yeah. great. You um, don't know whether
0: you can trust her through the whole thing. Yeah,
1: back she keeps forth. flipping back and forth. She's probably the most interesting thing in the movie. Maybe because um, Blowfield's awful. Yeah, this I can't remember the actor's name. Jeff, I can't remember his name. Um, but he's awful. He's a terrible Blowfield, in my opinion. And I think in this one, okay, so we're not jumping too much ahead to say that Connery does come back one more time and sure. never say never again. That's in nineteen eighty-three. So uh, almost fifteen years or whatever after this film comes out. Yeah, twelve years, whatever it is. Uh, so he comes back. But I think he looks worse in Diamonds Are Forever than he looks in yeah. Never Say Never Again. He does. Um, he just looks really tired. And just, even though he feels it feels like he wants to be there more, he just looks really haggard in yeah. this film to me. Um, and it's tough to kind of buy some of the the scenes because they're still playing him as this young Bond and not acknowledging really his age, what they do in Never Say Never Again. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he donated all his... his um, his salary. At this point, this is the highest paid actor right here in this Diamonds Forever, and he donated it all to a charity.
0: I thought that was Never Say Never Again. That's why he did Never Say Never No,
1: Never I think it's Diamonds Never Forever that he donated really? it to charity. Okay. Never Say Never Again, he actually took the money. And then he got like a, another movie deal or something out of it. Okay, if I remember right, I can't remember. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's Diamonds Forever. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I jumped around with my rating here. Um, so, number one was Goldfinger, two was From Usher With Love, three was Dr. No, four was Thunderball, um, five for me is Never Say Never Again. Six is You Only Live Twice, and seven is Diamond. Diamonds Are Forever. That's what Great it goes for me. I know we haven't got to Never Say Never Again yet, but we'll get there.
0: We'll get there. All right. So, so who are we're they? Got- half an hour. I know we're got, we got a yeah. we got a book, but I <laughs> yeah. think we can get through Roger Moore. I think we can too. I don't really quickly. like Roger Moore movies that much. I, I don't either, but I do want to say um I, th- I believe he was played the Saint up to this point, and he had tried out for Bond, but he was. Too young, or he couldn't get out of his TV contract. I can't remember which. Yeah. But people expected Roger Moore basically to be Bond, I think.
1: Well, Timothy Dalton was up at this point. Okay. And he said, I'm too young. Okay. And he Timothy do it. Dalton
0: loved the Ian Fleming novels, yep. and he respected them probably more, more than, than any, any other actor. More than any other actor. Yep. And we'll, that's and why. And we'll get to that. You're a young
1: actor, and you're offered James Bond. And you turn it down because you feel like that would be wrong because you're too young to be that character. Yeah. That means you really know that character. So we're, and we're,
0: man, yeah, we'll get to dull. we'll get to T doll. Um, but Roger Moore makes a a very strong debut. He does. I want to say, uh, Live and Let Die" is my favorite Roger Moore film. Me too. Um, it has all the tenets of a fun Bond film. It has the exotic locations, which they all have exotic locations, but this one really comes together with a little bit of the peculiar mm-hmm. where. The um the the skull face the voodoo guy like it fits in it's not just yeah. there just to be there it fits in with the location yeah and um and it's playing
1: off the black cinema yeah. that's so popular and I want to say
0: that's one he's one of my favorite villains oh he's great in that movie Mr Big it's Mr Big who is um, and um uh, Baron
1: oh, what's his name yeah I can't remember, I can't remember his, his name now I can't remember something uh, I I probably
0: on this thing somewhere
1: I can't remember his name um. Yeah, so, uh, and I, I think he's, it, it. it's the right take to do not a copy of Connery. He's very much, yeah. um, he's more tongue-in-cheek. Kananga. Yeah, that's what it is. No, uh, Kananga is Mr. Big. I'm talking about the voodoo guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, Baron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baron, uh, Samedi. Samedi, yeah. I knew it was an S. Yeah.
1: Uh, so... His, his is more tongue-in-cheek. It's more humorous. It's it's a different take than the Bond that was before. For me, visually, I can never buy him as Bond. I don't know what it is, but I can never... It's I have such a hard time yeah. looking at him and thinking he's James Bond. For some reason, it's just there's a disconnect for me. And I know a lot of people, Roger Moore is their favorite. Yeah. But for for me, I think there's way more misses than hits with Roger Moore. I I think he's the one that has the most misses.
0: That's my opinion, too. And, and the reason why... One of the reasons why this movie... I think is still working for me is that they were carrying over still some of the yeah. blonde things in later movies. He's just kind of wearing. And not not that an outfit is the character. A windbreaker.
1: But, <laughs> but he's, he's wearing he
0: wears the same tan windbreaker, yeah. in like five movies. I can't, I won't say, the,
1: tell him apart this At the end where he's wearing like black turtleneck, the black he's, turtleneck, the, and black turtleneck. And the, carna-
0: the, the holster. That's cool looking. Dirty Harry, I believe had come out.
1: Yeah, that's a um, cool look.
0: Oh wait, maybe Dirty Harry wasn't out at this point. I can't remember, but, but anyway, he got the, he's got the 44 Magnum and he, it's a great, it's a great yeah, it's look. It's a
1: really neat look.
0: And also the movie features. Solitaire. Solitaire is probably my, it might be my number one. She's
1: up there for me, man.
0: She might be uh, Jane Seymour is, um, I mean, in all honesty, without, without perving out here, I mean, Don't seriously, out, man. she's just a striking, painfully beautiful woman i would and I, I don't i don't know how else to put it i'm not ashamed of it
1: the only thing is is that okay so she's interesting because she's got the power which is no other bond yeah. girl has like yeah. any kind of mystical power right that's interesting and visually she's a beautiful woman yeah but other than that there's not a lot going on yeah with the character that's um, true
0: but it's enough to maybe get me
1: to find her <laughs> that's one. the only thing that keeps her really kind of off my yeah. my radar as much for a whole top five yeah. is i i like that there's the have a lot more dimension to yeah. them, or dimensions to them than she does. Although she is great, that yeah, visually she's cool. She's got a cool look. Um, I like the power thing, and I like that she's kind of the focus of the bad guy and yeah. the whole thing with her. And I, I love that Roger Moore tricks her into what a
0: sleazy movie. What's with him? He's, he uses
1: it's all the same cards in the tarot deck. <laughs> he,
0: now picture James Bond. Roger Moore has to go into a, a little occult shop down there in. And there and- <laughs> Jamaica or wherever they were, <laughs> and he buys like fifty-two <laughs> decks of cards. Put all the
1: same cards. To there. pull all the love cards the love out. Love cards. Um, uh, it was
0: pretty sleazy move. It was a lot of sleazy moves going on. It was really moves. sleazy. Uh, Roger Moore also is notorious for saying that he did not like Bond's violent nature and thought that yeah. he should. And I I think that's I think that starts to it starts to show it starts to show a little bit um as he goes on living um. Sorry, Sorry, about, I uh, Man with the Golden Gun is my second favorite.
1: Really? It's yeah. kind of lower for me. I think the villain's great. Oh yeah. Christopher, uh, Christopher Lee is, is great. Pistol Scaramanga is great. Yeah. And the whole, the gun is one of the coolest devices in any yeah. James Bond film. But I think that the plot itself is a little on the weak side. Yeah. It's just kind of, I'm going to have to take this guy out before he takes me out. Um, And the the whole, uh, uh, the Bond girl isn't as great in this one that's like uh, Maude Adams.
0: Yes. One of her two Bond f- uh, yes, Maude Adams. Um, Why she's got two roles, I don't know. I don't
1: know either. Uh, Her second role is better than the first role. I think she's better as Octopussy than she is. Yeah. An octopusy than she is. In this. Yeah. Um, I, I, other than Pistol Scaramanga being so cool, though, I don't know if it's that good. And I was in the same boat. I was like, okay, this is probably my number two. Yeah. But the more I thought about them, I'm like, okay, well, these other ones, the plot's kind of better, and they do a yeah. better job on this. Um, So for me, that's number four. Okay. There's a couple that are a little bit better than that in my opinion. So, I mean, we're going to have to breeze through some of these yeah. real quicker. The, so, The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, that's got that great scene where uh, he explains that he killed... That's, that's this one, right? This is Spy Who Loved Me, where he explains that he killed her uh, her her uh, lover, or the lover of her life, or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And so, it, she's, like, angry at him. She, like, hates him now. Yeah. And then the very next scene, they're, like, hanging from this line... <laughs> Or they parachuted somewhere or something like that. And he's giving her this like puppy dog smile, like it's really corny looking. You forgive me. And she's kind of looking away, and then she kind of looks back and smiles, like like okay, it's okay that you killed him. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty silly. We get then introduced to Jaws, which is one of the most memorable yes. of yes. the henchmen in this film. This is probably my number two Roger Moore movie. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Um, I like the whole is she. They kind of work together, but she's kind of on the other yeah. team. I think the, the scenes with Jaws are pretty fun. Yeah. The whole plot is kind of neat in this movie. Uh, so for me, it's my number two, Roger Moore. Okay. I think it's got more going for it.
0: I could be talked into that.
1: Well, yeah, check it out, man. Uh,
0: then then sef- we get the worst. 79, uh, Star Wars had come out, and uh, the space movies were all the rage. Yeah. And what can we do with Bond? Well, Moon is in the title of this one Bond movie. So, so Let's do that. Of this book. That's like space. So the book is fantastic. And the movie is not really anything like the book. Although they did steal some, some parts and scenes from it. Moonraker is like half and half. There are some really good things in it. I really think the first half of the movie is probably mm-hmm. solid and is playing as a Bond movie. And then it starts getting really silly. Oh, yeah, man. They go into outer space. There's all kinds of laser battles. And they move slow. Yeah, they're moving real slow. They're moving
1: real slow in the ship. It's like, <laughs> wait a second. That really is only when they're out doing like spacewalks and right. stuff, and they have to move slow. But they're moving slow
0: for just like turning dials and stuff. like <laughs> As if it's... That's how you know they're in space. You know they're in space because they're moving slow, though. And Jaws is, returns, and they he finds a love, and he's... And it's silly. it's like has got, like, this weird... It's like this German Harry and the Hendersons movie. And uh, they're together the, on the space. Harry and the Hendersons part. It's not good you know, at all. It's,
1: I, I had a it's trouble... It's kind of a shame. I can always t- you, know, when I f- look back through this list of Bond films, and I'm like, oh, this one, I remember this, 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 this. There's a couple of these more ones where I'm like, man, I don't even remember well, a lot of this well, film. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: I can't... For, for Your Eyes Only...
1: That one has the, the op- great opener. For Your Eyes Only has the opener where he's visiting Tracy's grave. Okay. And then Blowfield attacks and he kills okay. Blowfield in the smokestack. That, that should have been lost. A, the, they yeah. can't call him Blowfield even because right. they don't have the rights to Blowfield at this point. Um,
0: it should have been a good it opener. It should have been. They, there's, a, there's a slide whistle sound, I believe. And they drop him on the smokestack. They do. They
1: need to get rid of that.
0: And he picks him up with the uh, helicopter, helicopter yeah. rungs. But at least
1: they addressed the, the Tracy thing. thing.
0: At least they addressed it.
1: Yes. This feels like this should have came after yeah. um, Under Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. And I like that there's minimal gadgets in this, yeah. and it's a darker Roger Moore. Like he kills the one guy by pushing that car off the side. That was cool. It was a dark moment, and I think Melina is one of the strongest of the Bond girls. I think that her whole story—you get actual story with her, with her parents getting killed and stuff, and her on, oh, a, yeah. on a like a vengeance to find out you know who killed them and them teaming up. She's top top five for me. Melina is okay. Um, and this is my third favorite Roger Moore film. Okay, I think it's it's more of a step in the right direction. Moonraker took things way way into camp, yeah. and this tries to pull it back some more. It's still got the cheesy, jokey stuff with Roger Moore, but it feels like it's a lot more serious.
0: Which movie is the one where he uh, the guy's holding on to his tie, and they're standing on a rooftop, and the guy the only thing keeping him is is he's holding on to Bond's tie. And Bond gets whatever piece of information then he smacks the tie out of the guy's hand and he falls to his death. I can't remember. That's one part that that and him kicking that car. Kicking the the car. Yeah. uh, Or two moments where I think, wow, he really pulled that off. Yeah. I mean that was a that was kinda that was up there. That was a turn.
1: Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, next up is Octopussy in 1983. And this is one year, the other year where we get two Bond films in one year. That's right. So originally he was not going to be Bond in this film. Roger Moore was not. It was gonna be James Brolin. And they started doing like filming with him. And then that's when the other guy that had the rights to Thunderball announced that he was doing a new Bond film that was a remake of Thunderball yeah. and bringing Connery back. And that's when you know Productions and Broccoli said, "Oh, well, we can't yeah. try out a new Bond; it's got to be our Bond versus yeah. their Bond, and whichever Bond wins." Uh, there was a lot of like, there's a lot of art and stuff from that time where it's those two back to back, and it the, the Battle of the Bonds. Uh, for me, Connery wins yeah. between these two films, Never Say Never Again, even though it's a remake versus Octopussy is
0: a little bit weak. Um, it's pretty weak. It's got Maud Adams as the as the main, as the main villainous. It's got Kamal
1: Khan, which I liked him, that bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's got a whole convoluted plot between him and they're turning their backs on Octopusy and they want to sneak a nuclear warhead
0: in. This is the one circus. where he's doing the chase through the streets with the on a float or something like that. That's, it's like, yeah, uh, it's,
1: no, the, is that this No, the moonraker's got the boat car. Okay. Yeah. I, I made a note right next to Moonraker, because so I remember the boat Bo-car. car scene, and I wanted to make sure it was Moonraker. <laughs> so yeah, that's got the boat car. Okay. But yeah, this has also got, like, it's just, it, there's a lot of cheese going on, yeah. but there are some cool scenes there. I think this one's it's got the henchman with the yo-yo buzzsaw, like the saw blade. yo yo-yo, thing. yeah.
0: That's kind of neat. This is the one where he's on a train in the circus or something, and he's yeah. with and the he, griller.
1: Yeah, and, that it does have that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's rough. That's pretty rough. So there's some rough stuff in there. And,
0: and he is noticeably and I'm not against Roger Moore. but he's noticeably um, he's got w-
1: what one more, after this?
0: Yeah, yeah, one more his, after this beyond his years and um yeah so never say never is out never say never again is I have better than having, people give it credit having it. rewatched it recently I think it's really a solid movie and I was really impressed with how they yep sold Bond without being able to use the Bond theme song yeah. when he enters the room or anything like that. There was nothing that they could play on. He couldn't even say shake and not stirred." when he yeah, was you a martini. not any of the
1: stuff they introduced in the
0: movie. I think because it was Sean Connery in part you buy it, but oh, yeah. um, it's got Rowan Atkins, uh, Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Yes. Mr. Bean is in and it. He's funny. He's funny. The um, uh, It's got a strong villainous uh, Kim Basinger is yep. the Bond girl who is up, she, even though she's not official, she's, probably, she's in my top five. Yeah. Um It's visually good. I like the opening. we talked about the opening at the beginning uh, where it's and it actually I like that better than the buildup for Thunderball where he's on assignment and then all of a sudden, well, you need to go. Rest up. Yeah. In this, they're actually doing a training sequence, yeah. and he kind of falls short, and it builds up. So, well, they're addressing
1: his age too, right? Whereas in the in and as they're not addressing. And, his and age. as you
0: said, he really doesn't look any worse than yeah. he did in Diamonds Are Forever. Be- I know. think he looks, I mean,
1: looks better he was, here. Yeah, and they're addressing the fact that he is older, yeah. and that he's got to do these things. And it you know, and is a remake of Thunderball, but it doesn't. It's
0: different enough it, from it, Thunderball. Yeah, exactly. It
1: doesn't completely feel. You can see the, the plot is the same, but it's different enough that it doesn't. Completely feel like a remake, yeah. And we're distance far enough away from it at that point that you would accept this. I mean, and you gotta, they're what? How many years apart between those two films? Um, Fifteen, I think here. you said. Let's see. It's so Thunderball was nineteen sixty five, and this is nineteen eighty three. It's
0: almost twenty years apart. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Irving Kershner. He directed it. Yeah. directs it. And it's got um, a cameo. The henchman is the same guy who was the thuggy yeah. and the German mechanic and lost he Ark and all that. The,
1: puts the P on, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's and he's not invincible. Bond's not invincible right. in the movie, which right. is nice. Um, I like it.
0: I like it a lot too. I think it's
1: it's, it's definitely better than Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. And uh, I think it's better than You Only Live Twice. Yeah. I think it's a better Bond film than both. And between the two, I think that Octopussy made more money. But for me, Never Sin Ever Again was a better film.
0: I think it's aged pretty well. Yeah. Uh, then Roger Moore does A View to a Kill in '85, and that's uh, that's his last one. Christopher and- Walken's
1: fun in this as the villain. Yes, he's very good. Christopher um, good. He looks really old in the film. Roger Moore does yeah. at this point, and there's a whole thing with him and like a young, like isn't that the one with the skater, BB?
0: Um, n- is that it? Is that this one, or is that the no? That was.
1: That, is that, that, that's I can't remember,
0: one. guys. I'm so sorry that uh, yeah, we, a little we didn't bit do, sloppy, but it's
1: maybe maybe that was for your eyes only. Um,
0: I don't know. It's got Grace Jones in it. Yeah, okay. Made.
1: I'm I'm confusing the two. I think that yeah. I think that maybe it is for your eyes only that has BB in it. Okay, but it's got the young girl that's like. You remember what I'm talking about? At yeah, that yeah. point, he's yeah. really old. So yeah. in this
0: one, he's super old. Right. Like he's very old. It's got Grace Jones in it. it, does. it is, uh Actually, I'm not a I'm not a Grace Jones fan, but I do like her in this. And there's actually this is the debut of Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Plays her bodyguard, yep. I think. at uh, So he's got a little part. Patrick Mcnee. Yeah. Makes an appearance. So this is the so third. Of the-, the third and final Avengers, because yeah. uh, Pussy Galore was was also the first Avenger before Emma Peel came. Yeah. And um. Well, I'm mixing all the names. That's right, Honey Rider. Yeah, Honey Ra- not Honey no, R- R- no, R- uh, Honor Blackman. Honor so Blackman, said, yeah. and then it was Diana Rigg. That's right. And they all went on to do a yeah. Bond movie. So. I
1: mean, he's really good in this, too.
0: Yeah, he's always fun to watch. I like the whole I, I, sequence I
1: where he's playing the tape, where or he's ordering them around, just make it seem like they're still in the room. I thought that was all fun. But it's just, it's just not that great. It's not that great of a movie. Like,
0: um, like I said, these movies are kind of... They start, the last few really blend the Roger together. Moore's, yeah, that's what me conf- I
1: mean. I was confusing the BB thing because the Roger Moore films, they do kind of blend together because none yeah. of them are huge standouts for me. There's nothing right. that really grabbed me in the Roger Moore films other than Live and Let Die, really, and *Pistol* Scaramunga in the second movie. Um, they just kind of blend. So then we get a new Bond. It's time for a new Bond yeah. in 1987 with The Living Daylights. The most underrated Bond of all.
0: He only does two movies. Um, Timothy Dalton. Yeah for a long time, Timothy Dalton was my least favorite. And in part because they weren't as visually extravagant. Yeah. And in part because it was the eighties and that, that kind of mullet look was in where you could have a receding hairline and yeah. have a mullet and that was okay. And so I always kind of, I kind of brushed them off because of that. I was like, that's not really James Bond, but
1: going back and rewatching,
0: going back and rewatching them. They're great. They're great. And like I said, Timothy Dalton, we talked about, yep. um, Seems to really respect that role. Really respected the character. Really wanted to do it. Yeah, and uh, is is great in the role. Yeah, he's great. He's got a he's, he does have a toughness.
1: It does. It was kind of like across. for me. It's like nineteen eighty nine Batman and totally course correcting, where the sixties Batman had taken Batman. Yeah, so Roger Moore had taken, and not not his fall. I mean, he was doing films. That, yeah, they were doing, doing the films. Thing. They had gone completely camp, and it was a a funny, jokey cheesy, a lot of stuff going on. This was like, okay, now we're going to take Bond back to way Ian Fleming originally wrote Bond. He's going to be dark. Um, and uh, he's, he's not going to be cracking jokes all the time. They're spots for humor, but this is going to be a much darker Bond. And I don't think people were really ready for it. And that's maybe why it got the backlash it did. And that he still kind of, people look back at those and go, Timothy Dalton's, those are bad. Mm. I think it's because the public said it was bad then, and that's just carried forward. All these years... If something gets not well received back then, like the 87 Motu movie, I hate to keep relating it to other things that I like, but hmm. if it's not received well back then, then it, it gets this, the, the snowball starts rolling down the hill, and then everybody just believes, oh, I've always heard those are awful. I've always heard those are terrible. But you don't actually go back and give it a chance yeah. because you've always heard it's awful. These two Timothy Dalton films are awesome.
0: Uh, this one has my, I think, my favorite. Um opening sequence of the two yeah where he's on the training oh that's and they're great paintball and then one of the guys is actually killing people yeah and he has to parasail down onto the boat and yep. uh makes a phone call from there and uh it's and just, it's it's a, just a, picking up an hour and then she's, she says something to him like
1: uh
0: suggestive yeah, or whatever like two hours
1: yeah. so there's <laughs> something like that yeah
0: it's just a lot of fun it's, it is i mean it's an exciting opening and it's
1: dark you know it's a yeah. really dark film uh, the second one's even darker. License to Kill is even darker than Leaving Daylights. Um, but both of these would not have even happened with him had Reming- Remington Steel not been renewed. Right. Because Pierce Brosnan was going to be Bond. Right. That was it. He was going to be in this movie. Yeah. That was going to happen. And then they renewed Remington Steel at the last minute, and so he was committed to that. Yeah. And so then Timothy Dalton, as talked about before, gets brought in to do these two movies. Um, License to Kill comes after this in 1989. 1989 was a huge year for movies. Yeah. So no matter... How good or bad this is, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, because you've got Batman, you've got Ghostbusters Two, you've got the new Indiana Jones film, you've got the new Star Trek film. It's a huge year for movies. So no matter War. what, yeah, no matter what you do, this movie's going to get yeah. kind of lost in the shuffle here. And License to Kill is one of my top five favorite Bond movies.
0: It takes a lot from the short stories yeah. that were left over and uh, you know blends those. It's together.
1: so good. You, you get Felix Leiter and the connection with him. And then you see Bond going on on basically a personal vendetta. I was going to say,
0: this is the first one where he has his license to kill revoked. Yeah. And then he, he just goes out on his his own. He's like,
1: I'm going to do this on my own then. And man, it's fun from start to finish. The way he's infiltrating into there. And it's a whole thing of revenge for him to get, you know, revenge for Felix and what's happened to him, man. It's so good. It's so good. Um, when I think about watching bond films, if I'm like, okay, maybe I'll watch a Bond movie tonight or something. It's it's usually going to be Goldfinger or License to Kill now. Because after rewatching these like a year or so ago, it's, I, I, when I think about Bond movies, I keep wanting to go back and rewatch this one again and yeah. again. Because, man, Timothy Dalton's so good. And it's just a lot of fun to watch this movie.
0: And there's a big role. There is. And it's a shame that there wasn't another yeah, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, another Timothy Dalton.
1: Because I think it would have been even better than yeah, the last one. I think
0: they would have. And really, he could have played them in well into the 90s. For sure. Easily. For sure. Um, but, GoldenEye comes around, um, and it was a big deal. I do remember this being a big deal.
1: It was. And uh, not just because the game. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs>
0: Which is one of the best, vid- one of the best video games of ever all ever made. Time. Yep. Um, I do remember the ad for it, and Pierce Brosnan... If they believe he's in silhouette, he's in shadow kind of, and he walks up and it's the Bond music playing, and then he comes in the light and he's like, you were expecting someone else? And yeah. it's like, of course we weren't expecting anybody else. It's gotta be you, man. It's gotta be you now. And you know what? Rightfully so, he's not got all of my favorite Bond movies. He doesn't. But he, I think Pierce Brosnan captures something from all of the previous Bonds. He yeah. has the charm, the wit, the, the look. look, the class, and he can get very he can be very believable when he has to get violent. Yeah. And you know, Connery's my favorite. Lazenby is my second. Daniel Craig might be my third at this point, but
1: Daniel Craig used to be my third, but rewatching these, I think Timothy yeah. Dalton is probably my
0: That's true. He may be my it's
1: second now. I really like Timothy yeah. Dalton. It's hard so to, it, it's tough. For long, for years tough. for me it was Connery, Lazenby, Craig. Yeah. Um, now I really feel like Timothy Dalton's up there, man. Yeah. Even though he only got the two outings. Pierce Brosnan's probably my... Roger Moore's without a doubt my least favorite Bond. Yeah. Without a doubt. And then I think Pierce is right ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but it's more... It's not really his fault. It's the movie's fault that well, that is the case. Yeah. Because a lot of his movies, or uh, half of his movies, I don't really enjoy.
0: Goldeneye was a strong Goldeneye start. was
1: good. It's my favorite of his.
0: It's my favorite too. It's my number one. I think
1: Tomorrow Never Dies is a step back. Um, oh, but I will say that um, Goldeneye has one of my top favorite uh, Bond girls, and that zinnia on the top. Yeah, yeah. Pamela Jansen Tam- is an awesome Tam- bad Tam- guy. Jansen, yeah. She's really good in this movie. She is good. Um, And the whole Agent 006, and him becoming a bad guy, and yeah. the relationship between him and Bond, that was really good.
0: It was good. So, Goldeneye is good. The jump off the dam... Oh, that's good. ...is a really good scene. That's good. Scene. I, it has a lot of good moments in it. It's, it's the other three blend together for me, though. They do. Uh, the world is not... Tomorrow Never Dies is uh, 97, and... That has one of my favorite Bond girls was Lynn. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was really good. Was it Michelle Yeoh? Yeah, and um, she's a secret agent too. That was and, good. And they you're both right. team up, and that has surprisingly just a lot of really good. But the villain is weak. Stuff between. He's just like some corporate dude. I don't even remember the villain. It was
1: Elliot Carver.
0: Oh. He was just some
1: like weird corporate dude. Wait.
0: I to you'll see. Up. You'll
1: when you see him, you'll know who I'm talking about. Uh. Okay. He's weak. He's a very weak villain.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, th- so this is the one where he's uh, he's uh, owns a uh, a news network. Yeah. And he's creating yes. bad things so that he can get news. Yes. Yeah. It's very. That's weak. awful. It also has um, Terry Hatcher. It does have Terry Hatcher, and, and it, she's good in it. And she's good in it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, they have this history. Him and Terry Hatcher, and they they uh, they get together. Yeah. And she gets killed right away. And then right after that. They have to do a car chase, and he's using. And he has own
1: remote control. He's, it's awful. He's doing a
0: remote control car chase, and and he's like laughing like a little yeah. boy He gets to use his toy. And there's no way he's controlling this car with this little thing. I was like, dude, because he's in the
1: back seat of the car, I think, or something, and he's using the the remote inside the car.
0: Maybe I can't remember if he's. He's ducked down, and they're they're shooting at the car. Maybe I think he might be in the back seat. He may be in the back seat, but but, it, he's, but way, he's having it's like, a really oh, good time. Man. And this woman that he, he just was killed loved was just killed. Also, the guy, the henchman who kills her is um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, from Batman, Batman Returns. Returns. Yep. The, and that he, whole sequence was good. And he's, yes, and he's a fantastic, that was he's good. a fantastic villain. But it, it.
1: it's, for me, it's a weak film. The, the World Is Not Enough comes after it in 1999.
0: The, the plot is weak. It has a lot of good stuff. The World Is Not Enough is not very good.
1: It's not very good either. At all. Yeah. And it's it, got Electra in it and she's good. Like the film, the, the evil girl. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing with him where he has to kill her at the end, even after he has feelings for Electric her. Electra King. That was kind of fun. And, and That was kind of yeah, well that was, done. That
0: was a good twist. Um, the, um,
1: for me they go progressively worse. It's number 1, then number 2, then number 3. Yeah, then number I think four. so. And then number 4 is Die Another Day and
0: That's Die Another Day I saw in the theater. It I seen it one time, was, I think. That movie's crap. It's not good at all. It's really not good. It's really not good. And I I'm trying to think of a a good Is that the one with the horrible like surfing scene? It's got the bad surfing scene, yeah. it's got the, the ice stuff. The villain who has diamonds that yeah. are lodged in his face. Oh, yeah, that's bad. There, just get those removed, dude. It's just in the skin. Just get them out of there. There's uh, And <laughs> and the villain has a, a robot that's right. suit or something yeah. that he puts on. It's like a mech suit. Oh. And it has Halle Berry doing just terrible dialogue, which is not it's fault, not her fault. But it's just, the whole thing is, is just garbage. Yeah, from beginning to end, I, I, it's bad. You know what? At the beginning of it, I think, I think Pierce Brosnan gets amnesia or something. Oh, that's right. And it has a kind of a cool. He's got a beard. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of cool. He's been a prisoner. He's been a prisoner. Yeah. So that was neat, and uh, it has. Um, that is that one, right? Yeah. See, so again,
1: these are blended together. Like the ones I, I don't like as much, just kind of blend together for I me. Um, and the ones I really like. I this really this movie's
0: it. over the top. He yeah. had, it's got Madonna in it, and she teaches a fencing school. She does the song, too. She does a song, and there's a scene. Oh, they're doing a sword. I forgot fight. she
1: was actually in the movie, too.
0: Bond and somebody else are doing a sword fight through the movie, through this thing. And there's a point where the guy literally pulls a chair from out on the side and puts it in the middle of this giant aisleway that Bond can easily run around. Yeah. And he does it. There's no... And then he steps back. And there's really no reason for him to have done it other than so Bond can then do a Fred Astaire move over yeah. the top of the chair and start sword fighting again. Yeah. Very poor. It's rough. Um, so, anyway, without a doubt, we need to reset. Oh,
1: without a doubt. This is taking it way too far.
0: It started off good with gold, Goldeneye, yep. and in just a short amount of time, they got it way back it home, fast
1: all the way to the camp again. Yeah. And, and he was already starting to look a little older by Die Another Day.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he could probably pulled it off for a few more years, but it was time. Right, it was time for a reset. So we get Casino Royale in 2006,
0: and this was a big controversy over. We his were both casting. worried about this, yes, because for one, uh, everybody's freaking out that he was—he's technically blonde. Yeah, and Bond is not blonde, so there was a little concern. My my main concern was the the promo shot they showed of him. He—I don't know what he'd just come off of, but he was very scrawny. Yeah, he was very skinny looking. It was very
1: yeah, weird face. He looked like Bill Murray and yeah. in Groundhog's Day. It
0: was just... Or not Groundhog's
1: uh, Day, but uh, yeah.
0: um, Caddyshack. It was very concerning.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and like I said, the finally they get rights to Casino Royale. Yeah. Okay, this is the last Fleming novel that hasn't been done... And the first. ...properly, and the first novel. Yeah. And uh, they finally get rights to it, and they announce him, and it's just like, oh boy. This could be bad. We don't know. And uh, and this is the first Bond novel that I got to read the novel before seeing the movie, yeah. so I'd already I was already familiar with the mm-hmm. novel. Then the trailer hits, and pre- all my worries went away for uh, sure right right away. Um, Daniel Craig was obviously putting in one hundred and ten percent. He had gotten beefed up for the role. His he cut his hair short. The blonde didn't show up. It, I don't know if they darkened it a little bit, but it it just didn't seem like well yeah. this is a non issue at all it doesn't even matter yep i still didn't know how he's going to be but they were showing uh eva green as vesper lind was just um stunning and mathis and everything just seemed there there are no gadgets yeah and 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 the uh i can't i could not tell you how many times i watched that trailer i was so uh, it was so good excited about it and then and then it comes out and i went and saw it six times i believe at the theater uh, five times by myself yeah And, um, I just couldn't, it was great. I just couldn't get enough of it. It was great. And you hadn't seen it. And I do remember, I have a fond memory of this. I told you, I was like, James, it's so good. You have to see it. And it came out on DVD and you're like, all right, we'll watch it before work. So I came in, we we came in early and watched it on my laptop at work for in like two or three parts. I totally forgot that. And after the first day you were like, I, I can't wait to continue this. I have to see the the next, (coughs) that movie.
1: It was really great. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite Bond movies for sure. It's an epic It's probably film. number two of Bond films yeah. for me. I,
0: I will say, when I think of, uh, there's a lot of things that are new that we don't like. And yeah. generally, you know, older things we say are better. This is one of the things I think of when I think of, there's still good stuff Yeah, oh, totally. that happens. Yep. This is one of the things. And that movie, as a Bond movie, and as just a movie in general, it has it's it's a great villain. Great, great girl, great real visuals, uh, great fights. Mess Mickelson is a fantastic He's villain. as LaSharif. As LaSharif. <laughs> um, the fight scenes were gritty and yeah. real, and um, it just...
1: And there's it, we haven't had this kind of emotional attachment between Bond and woman since on Our adversary Secret That's Service. Right. The, right. the attachment that he has for Vesper towards the end right. is really there. Yeah. I mean, you could see, and then the whole, for him to find out that the whole time She's things been, weren't as yeah. they seemed really is like gut-wrenching yeah
0: and there was lots of things from the book i was really surprised at how close it was to the novel um being set in modern times you know they really did as much as they could to make it to keep that story intact and uh some of the lines from the one of the lines from the book that i was hoping was in Made it in. Yeah. And just. The opening sequence, too. Opening sequence. Where he earns. Where he gets his double O. Yeah, he gets his double O. Even the song by Chris Cornell, I thought, oh it's no. Chris solid, Cornell. Dude. The song is good. We didn't
1: even mention all the songs. The song is good. We, it's you know, up there We for don't me. have time. That one's up there for me. Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney, obviously. Goldfinger by uh, Shirley Bassy is up there. Um, Duran Duran's. Yeah. Uh, View to a Kill. Yeah. Is really good. Aha's. Uh, a- 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 um, Living Daylights is really good. Yeah. So there's there's so many great there's songs a lot of and good stuff. Songs. But yeah, this is I, I really like the like Casino Royale theme like yeah. Cornell. I think it's really good. Okay, so then we get Quantum
0: of Solace. Okay. This is we we're, we're gonna part ways from here out, maybe. Um, or at least I know we do on Quantum of Solace and uh, Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't really I,
1: enjoy Quantum of Solace as much as you do.
0: I think me and Nate maybe are also flipped on some of it. But Quantum of Solace, when we saw it we saw it in the theater. We did. And walked out disappointed. Yeah. Because Casino Royale was such a high. It, I mean, it was so it was so good.
1: Well, it's it in Casino Royale with she has died, yeah, and he is Bond now. Yeah. Like the last scene, he's the Bond, you know, um, where he's detached himself from the kind of emotion where he's, you know, he's doing the it's job, business now. Yeah. He's all business, and the next movie just kind of immediately backtracks on that. It felt like to me where he's now he's obsessed with this emotional thing that he's got going on, yeah. And, I don't know. The villain wasn't did nearly you, did as Did you good. watch this again
0: when you I went did. there? Okay.
1: I, 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 I will say that I enjoyed it more than I, yeah. than I remembered enjoying it.
0: The, I would say his being Bond at the end of Casino Royale is the beginning of his revenge for what happened to Vesper still. That could be. Cause it, that, I mean, the next movie. It's all about revenge. Comes sure. in continuing right where that movie left yeah. off. He's even got that. He's got that dude in his trunk. Yep. And, um, and then just the style of the movie to me, it all really adds up to a nice, uh, a good feel. It's got a good pace to it. It's, it's got the personal stuff and it really, um, it works as a straight action movie. And, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of got panned and I, for me, I just, I don't think it's I don't bad. Know, I, I don't think why. it's bad.
1: I, back then I thought it was bad. Yeah. But rewatching it, I do, I do like it. Yeah. I don't like it nearly as much as the other Daniel Craig movies, though.
0: I think he's got... Uh, his outfits work great. I mean, it's just like a great look. Yeah. I don't the know. The villain is weak. Yeah. The villain
1: is weak. He's... The, ca- yeah. The villain's plot is a bit weak. But I do enjoy him. Like, yeah. I enjoy Daniel Craig's Bond, and I, that carries forward the movie for me.
0: Yeah. Um. There's another thing going for it, too, which is he doesn't get the Bond girl. And, and who, what's her... I can't remember. Olga or... I um, can't remember her name. Olga, she plays Camille. Yeah. And they both sort of have this revenge mission um, going on. I do like at the end when he finds Vesper's lover. Yeah.
1: And goes after him. Yeah. I
0: thought that was great. Um, But he, this is the Bond girl through the movie and he doesn't get her. No, he doesn't. That's kind of interesting. I thought that was a great touch because they do, I think they, they kiss just once at the end, but it was sort of like, There's been this tension the whole time, but they're not... It's not going to happen. They're both brokenhearted. They're both on this mission of revenge. So I like that he didn't get her. Oh, this is the movie where he comes in, the girl's covered in oil.
1: Yes. And I thought that was was a a
0: fantastic throwback to Goldfinger. I think the shot is even the same angle when he comes in the room as Goldfinger was. And it's an obvious nod.
1: Totally. A heavy nod. Yeah.
0: But by that time, I thought, I don't mind that so much.
1: Yeah. Because it really... Then we get Skyfall in 2012. Yeah. Um, that's probably my third favorite. I like the villain, I like the whole plot between him and him. Yeah.
0: Um, this is one, I think this is where me and Nate are flipped on Skyfall and Quantum of Solace and
1: Would you like this one?
0: I, I like this, this one, one less than, than Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Of Solace.
1: I, I I'm with Nate. I like this one more than yeah. Quantum of Solace. It like doesn't
0: stronger. It does have great style. It does. Um I I did not care too much for the the whole I didn't like him going back to his childhood home and there's a guy who's taking care of that still and he's like, hey, where's all the guns? Well, Mr. Bond, I just sold those two weeks ago. So you had them for 30 years and then you just decided to sell them. I like, do like right the away. defense
1: of the house though and all that it, stuff. I think that's kind of fun.
0: It could have been fun, maybe. they It played a whole lot like a home alone it, it did like bit, home alone. it played a little bit like Home Alone, but it was still, I thought it was fun. And you got M and the other guy, they know bad people are after them, and they're up in the barn with a flashlight at night. And you, when they show it, the flashlight is just like <laughs> moving all around. They're playing they're lightsabers. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're playing lightsabers <laughs> yeah. up there. So, you know, so that, there are some things that just fell apart. Where I thought, for the style of the movie and the villain, uh, it's it's the guy from No Country it for is, Old Men. Yeah. that's he was a good villain.
1: I think he was really good.
0: And so um, it, it did have a a lot going for it and then this is going to sound petty but the uh the cg komodo dragon
1: oh yeah that was a little
0: rough. is like there have been some rough effects in some of the movies yeah. before but cg has not really been used like that for a character for or sure. a creature up to this point and so that kind of take me out of the whole okay thing.
1: I, I i can see it's that. A, it
0: was a minor it's a minor point i did like it more the se- the the second so watch. having, having watched it again, I did like it more yeah. than I did the first time.
1: Well, that's the way you felt about Spectre, too. Like, you didn't really enjoy Spectre. That's true. And then you and I, where we both did the rewatch, yeah. I came around to Quantum of Solace a bit, you came around to Spectre a little bit. I like Spectre.
0: I like Spectre, too. I completely
1: agree with your major problem with it, is that there doesn't need to be a connection between Blowfield and Bond. There doesn't need to be. Yeah. But taking that out of the film, I think everything else is great. Um, I Go ahead. I especially love the scene where Bond is... is like he snuck in to the whole Spectre meeting or whatever, yeah. and Blowfield already knows he's there. And like when he looks up at him and it like kind of addresses him in the room, and then Bond's got to get out of there. I loved that scene. There like, was there's so much yeah. tension in that scene. And I don't remember the name, name of the actor, but this is my favorite Blowfield. Um,
0: I was going to say it's either him or
1: Telly Alice, but I really like him. As it's Blofeld. the guy
0: who played in *Inglorious Bastards*. Yes, uh, he's really good. He's uh, Christoph Waltz. That's what, yeah. He was fantastic as Blowfield. Yeah, I I love him as Blowfeld. I think that was. Probably The best thing about the movie.
1: I, I like the trap at the end. I like the whole bringing him in. It, it, maybe it's a little bit on the far fetched side. The whole sequence yeah. is a little bit far fetched, but I did enjoy it. I liked the face to face. I like that he's got the bowfield Feld scar. Yeah. I like Bond's decision at the end not to kill him. Um, and I like how it kind of left it open ended for the next film. I think that it was a nice ending that kind of hooks you in like, oh, is Bond done? That's it. Yeah. Is, is he done? And so it, it wasn't just another anywhere. Oh, there's another adventure that ends, but this one actually leaves you with questions yeah. going to the next film. I think there's some really great action sequences. Yeah. Um, I like that the return of the, the henchman with the, some kind of odd thing that goes on with right. him with the thumbnail thing right. that Batista had.
0: Uh, I liked that. I like inspectors back. I do too. I did, I did like the, uh, aesthetic with the, the new Orleans and him wearing the skull mask. It's yeah. kind of harkening back to live and let die a little bit. And it, it does have things going for it. For sure. Blofeld being the most, um, I thought the car chase was like a, it was like a slow motion. I know you didn't thing, enjoy the car chase, but, um,
1: but the opening sequence thing is fun.
0: What was the opening sequence? Where he's got the, the mask yeah, on, yeah, and yeah. he's running around, yeah. and yeah, it was, it was really
1: assassination attempt or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was it was I fun. It was all, I, I
0: don't think there's been a stinker opening sequence in any no. of the Craig movies. The um, there always there's always a chase, but um, it's, yeah.
1: It's, I like Spectre. It was good. It's my
0: second favorite. It was good. Second favorite. It's my second favorite. For me, it's okay. it's
1: Casino Royale, Spectre, Skyfall, Quantum of Solace. And I look forward to the next one. He's doing one more,
0: at least. Okay.
1: Um, I look forward to that, it too, It keeps man. going back and forth as to what's who's directing it, when it's coming out, all that stuff. But I'm down for one more Daniel Craig. Yeah, I'm You he? know, I think he can pull up one more. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He can do it. All right, well, that's it, man. That's that- uh, that was we, longer than I expected.
0: We, I know it was hard. We barely got to any of the supporting actors. Bernard Lee as M is my favorite M. Oh, for sure. Judi Dench is my least favorite M. I agree. Um,
1: and all the like the the helper guys along the way, like yeah, um, all the tiger yeah, and yeah. Felix Slider's uh, Felix been played by several
0: different guys. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll have to like. Pick one from each guy and do a full episode on one of those movies. I think like fine, that would be fine, yeah.
1: Um, like pick out a, one episode from each, or one the best movie from each one. Yeah,
0: But you certainly haven't heard the the end of our James sure. Bond talk. And, um, give, us your, give us your thoughts. Give yeah. us your top five.
1: Go on actionfeatures.net. Give us your top five, either movies or top five favorite Bonds, whatever you want to, to make. Yeah,
0: rank your Bonds if you want to, um, which is kind of what we did. We what we were do. off on
1: or what you agree with us on. Yeah, give us some interaction on there. Or on Facebook. On Facebook or on... Wherever you want to put oh. in there. Actually, all right. Sign off on this. Sign off. You doing any music on the way out or what?
0: There's no outro music. Nobody does it
1: Nobody it